Boom. I might delete the boom part. <laughs> Is there a mic drop sound? What's that? I don't know. <laughs> What's that sound make? I can just drop my microphone yeah. right now and see what that's like. I can't drop mine because it's still taped in a box wrapped around with the cord. And I was going to say, if I didn't have to buy so many pencils for the upcoming school year, I'd try it with mine too. But... <laughs> Welcome back to the Modern Lady Podcast. You're listening to episode 78. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay. And today we are looking at the link between the stages of perfection in our interior lives and the stages of perfection in homemaking. We still believe more than ever that in a world fraught with chaos, our homes hold within their four walls the capacity for peace and order that our culture is desperate for. And that as homemakers, making the bed is not just about making the bed, It's about a constantly lived out charity and an attainable way of improving ourselves and the world, all from this often hard-earned comfort of our homes. But where does one begin? And where does one go from there? This is the aspect of house cleaning that we're chatting about today. But first, if you enjoy this episode of the Modern Lady Podcast, please take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Your review can help the modern lady stand out so that others may find us too. Your comments mean the world to us. This week's shout out goes to Lori Legg, who reviewed the podcast on iTunes and said, quote, I have listened to this podcast from the beginning. The tips Lindsay shares are my favorite. Great job, ladies. End quote. Well, thank you so much for your comment, Lori. Lindsay's tip of the week are some of my most favorite moments on the show too. Mouse brows, anyone? And if you would like to leave us a comment, you can do so on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com, or you can leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram, where you can find us at The Modern Lady Podcast. Speaking of which, before we get into today's chat, here's Lindsay with our Modern Lady Tip of the Week. It's back to school. So Michelle, for today's etiquette tip, I thought it might be great if you and I could role play the proper way to respond when a fellow mom tells you about what her family has decided in regards to the education of her children for this year. Oh, okay. Oh, involve interactive tip of the week. Okay, it is. All right, so let's try this out. Michelle, what have you decided in terms of education for your kids this year? Well, actually, Lindsay, we've decided that we're going to homeschool all four of our kids this year. Wow. Wow, Michelle, that sounds great. I can tell that you and your husband gave this a lot of thought and have made the best decision for your family. Let me know if I can help out at all. Mm. Now let's try this again, but let's have Michelle give a different answer. So Michelle, what have you decided in terms of education for your kids this year? Well, Lindsay, actually, we've decided to sign up for the online schooling that the school board is providing this year. Oh, Michelle, that sounds great. I can tell that you and your husband gave this a lot of thought and have made the best decision for your family. Let me know if I can help out at all. Now let's do this one more time. Michelle, what have you decided in terms of education for your kids this year? Well, actually, Lindsay, we've decided to send all four of our kids back to school this year. Oh, Michelle, that sounds great. I can tell that you and your husband gave this a lot of thought and have made the best decision for your family. Let me know if I can help out at all. And let's take a bow. 
I noticed it. I noticed a trend there. Yes. <laughs> and that's how it's done. That's our etiquette tip for the week. That's the answer you should give to any parent that tells you what they've decided for their families for this year. It is uncertain times and there is no reason why you should weigh in on their decisions other than support and love and just trust that your friends have made the right decision for their own family. You may be wondering to yourself at this point, haven't we at the Modern Lady Podcast already said everything there is to say about cleaning your house? Apparently not. You all know that we all take great delight in constantly learning more and digging deeper. And when it comes to house cleaning, this week we hit on this really intriguing idea of applying our growth and homemaking to the stages of the interior life, as you do. And so we're just going to start fleshing this out with you guys, right, Lindsay? That's right. So if any of you have ever worked with a spiritual director, and truly that is a rare blessing these days, or if you've read um, any kind of Catholic theology, you may have come across the three stages or three states or three ages of perfection. These are namely the purgative way, the illuminative way, and the unitive way. And you, like Michelle was saying, might not think that there's a link between those and scrubbing your toilets, but we found out that there is. (laughs) So we're going to break those down and we're going to tie it back into homemaking and just realizing that I guess this whole life is a journey, right? We're going to stage, go through these Mm -hmm. stages in all different ways. And it's all so much more connected than we ever imagined. Right. And I really like the connection between these two because uh, we do talk a lot about progress Mm -hmm. and journeying through all these things. But when it comes to something that could be Uh, viewed as very black and white, especially in the marketing age that we have or the, uh, you know, Instagrammable age, we see, um, we don't often see those in between stages, right, of our homemaking. We see like what we are staring down in terms of five baskets of laundry and perhaps an unkept home from the weekend. Mm -hmm. And then we go on Instagram and we see the magazine quality staged setups yeah right and so I really like this idea of bringing it back around to the stages and the phases of such a thing and then linking it with something that will give it really deep purpose and meaning beyond just the scrubbing that's involved and the key here just like with your spiritual life is that you have to decide you want this If you're going to enter into this, right, you have to really reflect on it, make this decision. Do I have the desire to grow in perfection? We will define perfection later and what that really means. And it's not the Instagrammable house. Um, Mm -hmm. But so like in any of these journeys, you have to lock in and you have to make this decision. So what we're talking about here is for someone who says, okay, I want to get better at this. Not somebody's like, hey, I'm fine with how things are. Those people can do that too. But we know from talking with so many mm-hmm. of you that you actually do want to level up here, that you do want to grow in perfection in your homemaking. And so this is something that is quite challenging, right? For you, Michelle, mm-hmm. for me, yeah. as we are yeah. writing it out. Um, but it's something that we're both really interested in working <laughs> towards and achieving. And it might take our whole life, just like the spiritual journey to perfection. Yeah. And I think that's what really sparked this conversation between you and I, right? Is that we've both been kind of surprised and taken off guard mm-hmm. recently with a, a leveling up in our own housekeeping. Yeah, And I just have to say, like, I think people may not realize that 
at least for me, I consider you and I even at different stages mm. of house cleaning, right? Yeah. Like I look to you as as a role model. Um, I really feel like I'm in these beginning stages of uh, learning so much about the ins and outs of cleaning. For example, like I'll just give you an example. Uh, it's just this past couple of weeks that I realized that bleach is not as scary as I <laughs> thought it was. <laughs> Wait a second, your hand didn't dissolve into a skeleton hand, like on the bottle? From, That's literally from what I thought all of these years. <laughs> well, it has the picture of the skeleton yes, hand on the, terrifying. on the bottle, right? And I'm like, ah, it's very, very scary. And then, you know, through watching how you clean, and mm-hmm. especially through watching the Go Clean Co videos mm-hmm. that I recommended a few weeks ago on the podcast, I'm like, I think I need to try bleach. Mm-hmm. And so I, I felt like a complete rookie again, like as if I had just stepped into my my house for the first time as a young woman um, learning the ins and outs of cleaning I was taken right back there again and I was thrilled to learn something new and so this kind of sparked this conversation right we're like wow it really is like when you think that you've learned so much it catches you off guard again that you're like, wow, I I actually knew nothing about this new level. And then you keep progressing. But actually, before we get into the definitions of the all the stages of the interior life and of perfection, I was reading this book called Journey to God, and it's written by Dan Burke, who um, I've also recommended in the past through the Divine Intimacy Radio podcast. He and his wife, Stephanie, do that. And this is a book about spiritual direction, but he also goes into, in one chapter, these different phases. And I thought it was really interesting that he started the chapter listing some common challenges that people have as they embark on this progress through the interior life. And um, again, linking it to homemaking and housekeeping, I can see the connections and thought it would just be great to just state them just in case, like me, you have had some of these thoughts, we can address it before we go any further. So the first challenge that he lists is called scrupulosity. Now scrupulosity um, in the Catholic sense is an obsessive concern with one's own sins, and it's a compulsive performance of religious devotion. So what Dan is saying in this chapter is that it's actually really not healthy to obsess about our exact location on this journey and that sometimes we're going to need to squint a little bit and just do the best that we can. So it's phrased out really well, actually, in a book that he quotes by Father Eugene Boylan. The book is called Difficulties in Mental Prayer. And the quote says, it is by no means necessary, at least as a general rule, to know on which rung one is standing. The important thing is to avoid standing still and to keep on climbing, end quote. Now, Michelle, I bet you there's going to be something called scrubulosity, Mm. maybe for our our new cleaners out there. They might be like trying to scrub all the things. And so same thing. Sometimes you have to squint a little, even when you're just learning and be like, you know what? That's scrubbed enough. Yes. Actually, side note, that actually happened to me recently. Remember I was telling you about the um, when you're trying to clean mold off the windowsills and the black stuff. And it was only through watching other people, professional cleaners, do it online that I realized that there is a point in which you (laughs) stop because it's it could be stained right whereas I would have spent far too long obsessing and focusing on that which has ceased to give merit Mm -hmm. 
we'll say. Oh, we're just trying to link all of the right. religious That's terminology right. here. Scrubulosity. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so another challenge that Dan talks about is assuming that progress through these phases is perfectly linear, like climbing a ladder, right? So getting through these stages, he says it's going to be a messy affair on the practical level because of our human nature and our condition. We're going to become distracted. We're going to fall off track. Life is going to happen. And we're to expect that as part of the process and not get bogged down for bogged down by it Mm. so I really liked that too because I think we're going to map out these three distinct stages but first of all these are our own personal reflections of the connection between these two things but also too like there it's not like um anyone's there's no checklist if that makes sense right like there's no easy way to tell where you are Mm. so that is my little introduction okay (laughs) Purgative way. Let's define it. Here we go. Go, Lindsay. All right. (laughs) So this is defined in Catholic theology in this way. In this stage, you are actively working to give up sin and resist concupiscence. Um, For those of you that that's a new word, um, that is the innate desire we have to to be led by the flesh. Let's say it that way. In all ways, to be led by our Mm -hmm. passions. Uh, In this stage, you actively nurse the virtue of charity. You cannot yet easily overcome temptations. There is continued interior warfare. You are working to resist and overcome passions. You're working on conforming to the will of God. There is an overcoming of a, quote, natural shrinking away from pain. We'll go into that one a little bit. That one really jumped Mm. out at me. Uh, You Mm. are purifying the soul in order to prepare it to receive extra graces. And then St. John of the Cross famously talked about the dark night of the soul. And he talks about two different nights. Mm. And these fit into this first stage as well, the purgative way. Uh, The first night is in the beginning. And it's those feelings of fervor and devotion. And then the second night is inevitable. And it's feelings of desolation. And yet purification happens during that night. Mm -hmm. So the the in the purgative way, it's this first night that you're talking about. Both of about. them actually happen. Both of those two nights oh, in the purgative okay. way. Yeah. It's quite a journey. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to say, I'm like, that seems like a wild swinging of emotions mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. But you could see that, right? Within your own journey mm-hmm. that you would start oh, at true. the very beginning with that fervor and devotion. And even two weeks into a new cleaning schedule, you're in the second night. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> like later that same day Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like I am desolate (laughs) yeah I know um in talking about the purgative way often think these things are rooted in more of a fear or duty mentality Mm -hmm. than it is in a love and devotion mentality which is what you're kind of aspiring Mm -hmm. to right and I totally identify with this in terms of cleaning like up until very recently I did see it as a duty and there would be like some days here and there I'd be pumped up by it oh maybe those are the feelings of fervor (laughs) that you talked about (laughs) but more often than not and this is transitioning to the opposite way but more often than not in the beginning it was just to do my Mm -hmm. duty to the house and to the family there were like a bajillion other things I would have rather been doing (laughs) right um and so as I've learned more though I do notice there being more of a love motivation 
So I love that the word purge is at the root of this word. And I think that that's where 99% of people who are deciding to take cleaning seriously, they're going to start with doing a major purge of their items. Um, You know, the truth is one cannot clearly see until the things that we no longer need or the things that are holding us back are gone. So I think that that's a really good Mm. first step in, in this journey of deciding to take better care of your house. So again, I believe at this beginning stage that there are a lot of decisions that have to be made, right? So there's the actual physical decisions Mm -hmm. being made during the purging um, part, but there has to be just a a spiritual decision, an emotional decision made to give up on one's former lifestyle, a commitment to resisting the urge, the natural urge that I think most of us have to just slip Mm -hmm. back into untidy ways and dare I say sloth. We have to make that decision. Now, as the purgative stage was defining, I think we can all agree that in this early stage, there are temptations everywhere and many naysayers. Mm. This is something I'm seeing a lot more lately on social media when I see often very young women who have decided to take on homemaking very seriously. There is definitely a trend of that right now. And I see a lot of naysayers Mm -hmm. jumping all over them saying, you're crazy for even trying to attempt this while you have young kids at home, or you have a job outside of the home. Mm -hmm. How can on earth, you can't be expected to do both and keep your house clean or you're homeschooling. You can't keep your house clean. And it's, Mm -hmm. I feel like those people just immediately they're, they're temptations. They're that whispering in your ear and you just forget it. And the thing is too, I actually found this to be really interesting about temptation. You will be tempted to buy more things that you think you need to clean and to organize. Mm -hmm. And this is a trap. Mm -hmm. Like you might need a few things, but I think that (laughs) that's just that voice saying, Hey, just sit for a couple more minutes on Amazon. Like just get down to work. You just ultimately need warm, soapy water and a rag, right? If you're really going to get down to it. And so I believe that also like all of these temptations that there can also be that feeling of warfare. And that can be within yourself as you are trying to, you know, get your previous habits under um, control, or there can be pushback Mm -hmm. from your husband who just doesn't get why you're trying to do this and doesn't want to help. Or even kids, your own kids, even if they're teenagers, especially pushing back and just not getting Mm -hmm. why you're all of a sudden have all of this fervor uh, to get into cleaning. And that can be really discouraging, right? When you yourself are embarking on something new, you would hope that you have like overwhelming accolade and support and affirmation and often it's it's either just simply not there like um what may be obvious to Mm. us may not be obvious to other people that we live with or yeah I, I can't believe like I haven't seen like these whispers online even to myself but I know that you've Mm -hmm. come across them quite often and you you tell me about them but it really is like this understanding that I will meet resistance and that that might be painful. Yeah. Like that is going to be a, an aspect of suffering that you will come up against. And so already steal yourself to persevere and fight through it and against it. That's right. And that's that section in there where it was, um, again, a natural shrinking away from pain. And I, I really was struck mm. by this because... We, I think we all experience this, like we were just saying, and persevering and building new habits and cleaning your house, especially a house that's rarely been deep cleaned. It can be painful. And I'm talking emotionally and physically. Having talked with Mm -hmm. so many women over the years about cleaning, until you start talking about it, you don't realize how 
deeply rooted your views are on a clean house to how you were raised, houses you visited as a child, there is an emotional journey there. A lot of people I know are struggling under the weight of um, belongings and possessions that belong to their parents that have passed away Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to get rid of those Mm -hmm. things. I mean, there is a huge journey here that you're starting. And then physically, oh my goodness, you put in a 10 hour day cleaning your house, your legs are going to be aching to the point where you may have to take like an Advil. Your back is going to be hurting, right? Those hard floors (laughs) on your knees. Like there, this is, we're not joking when there's pain here. And, And so it is our natural inclination to shrink away from that. And we have to actively overcome that. I mean, we're all very, very good at making excuses and ignoring the duty of the moment um, by just shrinking away from it. So I really, that one really caught me off guard. And then I thought about, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is 100% true. But you know what too, um, piggybacking on this idea of shrinking away from Mm -hmm. the pain, there are a lot of things in our lives today that cause pain, but we're willing to go Mm -hmm. through it because we know the outcome is going to be better for us in the long run right? Um, Speaking of running, that's what Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, like exercise, right? Like we know, like just even to start an an exercise program, that's going to be painful. It's just um, part of everyone's common knowledge that you're going to feel it the day after or even the day after the day after. And yet we're willing to undertake or undergo the pain to get to the other side of it. And that's kind of the same thing with house cleaning that maybe would help shift our mindsets a little bit. And rather than discourage us from even beginning, because you know that there's going to be pain involved, just know that much like exercise, it's kind of a necessary part of the process and that there will be something better on the other side of it. Oh, totally. And that point, so right from the description of the purgative way, it says working to resist and overcome passions. And I think that that's what you're saying. So in this process, you have to work to resist your previous nature as you start to cultivate this new nature and you have to force yourself to stick to these new routines. But as that happens, like what you're saying, you start to see the bigger picture that you can't see right when you start necessarily. It starts, that bigger picture becomes clearer and clearer as you move towards it. Mm -hmm. And so you just, you really can at that, as you start to progress through the stage, um, you start to feel more and more motivated. Now we do have to address again, those two nights that we were talking about. So again, there is going to be that initial fervor and motivation. Um, But then that second night will come. So let's say you have been running, let's use that again, or cleaning and all these things, and it's all going good. And you Mm -hmm. see the big picture, there will inevitably come a point pretty early on where you do think, oh, forget it. This is all pointless. Everyone's just going to keep messing it up, you know, and you just are going to talk yourself out of it and say "It, it can't happen right now. But this moment, that night, that's the chance for huge growth. And this period of purification, that is there so that you continue to detach. You have to actually detach Mm -hmm. from those negative thoughts. And then you grow in fortitude and strength, right? Personal strength. Yes. I love that. I love linking that idea with the duty of the Mm -hmm. moment. Because, you know, when I was talking about the fear and the duty being the motivation at the beginning rather than of love and devotion, you know, even though those are like not the ideal motivators uh, and that you're hopefully going to progress to the other ones later on, if those are coupled with perseverance, they can 
provide a really healthy foundation for this growth and for the deepening of the motivations. Yeah. Okay. So it really sounds like the purgative way is like this fighting. (laughs) It's like trying to get through the gate, get Mm -hmm. over the wall type of mentality. And I think a lot of the times when I'm reading books or hearing talks um, or even motivational speeches, not about the spiritual life, we spend a lot of time on the purgative way. I think that's where a lot of us are in a lot of aspects Mm -hmm. of our lives. But the, the point of all of this is to progress and there is a level up. So once you've kind of mastered the purgative way, you do grow into the next stage, which is called the illuminative way. That's right. So when we look at the illuminative way, some of the points about that are that you're showing an advance in virtue. You are increasing your charity within yourself and to those around you. Your passions are under control now. You can avoid mortal sin, but you still struggle with venial sins. You're still distracted by imagination and desires. Michelle, I have to say, I laughed at that one because that's, (laughs) I'm not trying to put you in a, in a box or, but I'm I'm like, this is you and I still distracted by imagination and desires. We're still there. Um, Mm -hmm. More enlightened to spiritual things and virtue occupied with progress. Uh, The Mm. fundamental virtue here is something called recollection. And that means a constant attention that elevates your thoughts towards God. There is a simplicity of spirit and a focus on right intentions. Now, this stage can take years, but Mm. there is a release from, quote, rigorous imprisonment, which is exactly how we were defining kind of that warfare and that struggle in the last stage. There's a release from this. And there is a sense of greater freedom and satisfaction. And there was a joy that's more abundant than you've ever felt before. Now, this is not to say that there is not trials and suffering and attacks in this stage, but there is definitely a progress, a moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, when I hear you uh, t- talking there about the trials and the sufferings and attacks, even at this stage, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of growing pains. Mm-hmm. Right. Like all of this work that we're doing, the intentional digging out Uh, of the places we've been, the trial and error in trying to um, adopt a new way, Mm -hmm. um, the failures we experience, the delayed gratification Mm -hmm. in and of itself, like nothing will be um, ideal on the first day. And I think that's a really tough pill for us to swallow in this age of instant gratification. Right. Like the tap to clean on Instagram. Right. I've done it. A lot of people do. Like we just expect that we can then boom, tap your kitchen, just like you do on Instagram. And and we love those so much. We do love it. And then we're like, wait a (laughs) second. I would love to clean your house. (laughs) Wait a second. Somebody actually had to clean that in between those two photos. Oh, that's awesome. But you know, like you're also comforted, Mm -hmm. I think, with consolations and favors from God in the spiritual life. And then also in the context of cleaning and homemaking, we're actually really fortunate that there can be a very real and tangible satisfaction when you finish a task. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the few things that you can seek to improve in your life that you'll actually see it and feel it rather rather immediately for, you know, for as long as the process might be uh, of digging, um, digging yourself out or setting yourself on the right path. Like if you do say declutter a shelf, you will see that shelf decluttered Mm -hmm. as soon as you're done. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So the first point here again was that you're advancing in virtue. So when I was reflecting on that in terms of house cleaning or homemaking, um, 
obviously as a Catholic, I think to the four cardinal virtues, but I wanted to go beyond that. So I actually Googled a list of virtues just in the secular world. And I came across a website mm. called Virtues for Life. And I got all excited and tingly because as I'm reading the virtues, what <laughs> secular people um, believe to be virtues, I'm like, these are all in homemaking. And if so if you can grow and oh. these virtues, which we believe that you do as you move into the illuminative way, um, why, who wouldn't want to grow in these things? So some of these things, again, off the website virtuesforlife.com some of these virtues are acceptance assertiveness authenticity beauty caring cleanliness confidence consideration contentment cooperation detachment determination enthusiasm orderliness preparedness purposefulness <laughs> I, bet I thought porpoise and then it made me laugh <laughs> You just threw that in there to make sure people were paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> Purposefulness, self-discipline. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So maintaining mm -hmm. a routine and a relatively tidy house, it does, believe it or not, help you grow in these things. And if you don't believe me, honestly, try it for 30 days and then you can send me a little message. Let me know how it's going. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. So as you're going down the list, I mean... There's so many that I can't even pick one out mm -hmm. <laughs> and comment on them. But what I like, like the language of this stage as well, it's so um, encouraging to me because they're all like present tense. They're all um, moving forward. They're all like attaining language, yeah. if that makes sense. Right. And it's just it, it really feeds this um, purposeful and consistent growth. So it gives you like a meaning and value to what you're doing. And I really love that. I get a lot out of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the understanding that this is the point of constant change for the better or for improvement for me, um, it really does help give more meaningful perspective on the hours it may take to learn a new skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're, you're talking about progress. And so that point in the spiritual mm -hmm. side was um, occupied by progress. And this is so true then in the cleaning and homemaking sense too. You, you feel great. You have a deeper understanding of your home and your own mm -hmm. abilities. And you start to learn how long something takes to clean and you know how much effort you have to put into that. And, and then you also learn the impact of your work. And the key thing here is you understand it, even if no one else seems to care, it matters now to mm -hmm. you. And I think that that's a huge turning point for a lot of people who decide to embark upon this journey for themselves and everybody benefits from it, but you have to make it about your own growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point because uh, as somebody who really enjoys other people's affirmation of what I'm doing, mm -hmm. that's a, a lesson that I've needed to learn in a lot of different areas yeah. is that it has to be what is pushing you forward on the inside, yeah. right? That's going to continue the process and the progress. And if you're relying too much on the opinions and the um, the words that are coming from people on the outside, that's when things can be so easily derailed. Yeah. It could be motivated if you get the right comment at the right moment from the right person. Yeah. Um, but if you're relying on that, that's not going to help with your stick with itness. That's right. And the stick with itness mm. and just not 
letting your day be run by your passions is that next step in this as well. You have those under control and you've grown in self-discipline and a detachment from being ruled by how you're feeling now that day, right? Well, today, oh, I just can't. You're detached from that. It's not saying, we're not saying you're still not going to have those days. And you know, it doesn't mean you can't feel what you're feeling. You just say, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm exhausted, but this is what I'm going to get done today. So at this stage in the illuminative way, there are some jobs that you're still just haven't really mastered, but there are a lot of jobs that you have fit started to figure out. So you haven't done mm-hmm. it all yet, but there are a lot of your daily tasks that you actually do really have like under control. Yeah. And I've noticed that too, like as, as you build your repertoire, almost, it's like learning how to cook even too, right? Like as you start to, um, really understand a number of recipes, they become part of your mental repertoire Mm -hmm. and then you grow in confidence in your own ability to cook and you can expand and go out from there. I find the same thing true for housekeeping. You're right. And that is, I think in this, in again, the theological part of it, the simplicity of spirit. I think you feel that Mm. you aren't at all as overwhelmed by the prospect of keeping your house as tidy as you'd like it, as you felt at the beginning stages. Now, again, you know what works and you are rightly or ordered now to just getting the job done. So this, there is mm-hmm. a, a lot of simplicity in this. Now, this stage can take years, as we said, in the spiritual life and in your cleaning life. And I think when I reflect back, reflect back on my own life, this is the stage I've been in for about 12 or 13 years since when I had my first mm-hmm. baby up until about a year ago. And I believe that this is the mostly relatively tidy stage. And many mm-hmm. people never advance past the stage and are perfectly happy here. And you know what? In many ways, that's okay. But again, today we're here to talk to those who want to level up, who have that desire to keep trying to reach uh, towards perfection. And again, perfection Mm -hmm. doesn't mean having a spotless house all the time, but it means having a mind that is focused on your tasks, on what you need to do that day, and that you're no longer being ruled by your desires or your bad habits. It's having perfect control over yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. This really reminds me of the reasonably tidy house, Mm. right? And for those who follow the blog Like Mother, Like Daughter, run by Lila Lawler and her daughters online, they'll be familiar with this term because it's theirs. Mm. Um, (laughs) And so what Lila Lawler talks about in the reasonably tidy home is just this idea, right? Where like you are comfortable in understanding your home and what it's going to take to make it efficient and run well and flow well. And I think, you know, it's been actually quite a while since I've really in-depth read all the posts and the articles, and I encourage everyone to go look it up. Um, Again, it's like mother, like daughter online. Um, What I really get the sense of, though, is just having this sense and this peace about going through your day, making sure that things are in place in order so that you can live your life around so that the housework um, grows from being all consuming to being like a means towards living the life that you actually want it's almost like when we talked about leisure like you're working towards the leisure part well you're like you're cleaning towards the being able to just use your house well and this I think 
like kind of really fits in well with this illuminative stage and way of the cleaning process. That's exactly the, the this idea of getting rid of the rigorous imprisonment and the, and the sense of freedom that comes with this yeah. stage, right? And so it might feel like in that first stage, if you're there right now, which again, I think most people are, um, that that rigorous imprisonment is never going to end. But like what you're saying, if you persevere, if you get things under control, if you figure out a routine that works for you, there is a great freedom. And I just experienced mm. this when we had an unexpected medical emergency last week. And I had been mm -hmm. on top of my cleaning. And it was the first time in a long time that my house was actually more than, you know, realistically tidy. Things were really clean. And then boom, unexpected medical emergency, which means people having to possibly come in the house and take care of the kids. And I can just say that there was such freedom in me in the moment of scary stress of knowing that my house was tidy because <laughs> I, you mm. are imprisoned <laughs> by our mess. Mm -hmm. And just like that as well, like we said in the spiritual part, joy is far more abundant in this stage. So I've worked with women who want to get a handle on their houses countless times. And every single time that I've talked with a woman about how to do one of these tasks, um, like how to close her kitchen, which I'll just say one of our listeners just really mastered the other night and yes. shared on her Instagram. I saw right? that. It, that was awesome. Yeah. Made me so happy. <laughs> um, or, you know, for the first time, a woman really, truly cl deep cleans her bathroom. There is a massive feeling of accomplishment and pride in her home and joy. We all know what it's mm -hmm. like to clean out a closet and then open the closed doors throughout the day and just peek in and revel in the order and tidiness. Okay, this brings us to the very last stage, the unitive way. And this is kind of like the accumulation of everything. This is the the climax of what we're shooting for spiritually and and in today's episode in terms of house homemaking and house cleaning. Mm -hmm. So theologically, this means that you are now resting. I love that word, resting in God and enjoying a relationship mm -hmm. with him. Your ego has dissolved. And you have reached the state of perfection. And the quote here, the, the description of perfection means minds so drawn away from all temporal things that they have a great peace, not agitated by desires or moved by passions. There is a union of the soul with God by love and the actual, actual experience and exercise of love that is perfect charity. And again, we talk often about love and willing the good of the other. That's what we mean by love here and the actual experience mm -hmm. and exercise of it. There is the gift of contemplation that comes to people who reach the stage. Now it's not everyone receives it, but many, many people do. It's a mystical gift of being able to understand and feel close to God in all things and to be fully aligned with his will. There will be though, when it's least expected, a second night and that comes with um, often a serious attack. So you're not out of the uh, out of the darkness here when you hit the unitive mm. way. Um, so when you're talking about this second night mm -hmm. that comes, is this different from the second night that's in the purgative way? Like, is this a second, second night? It is a second, second <laughs> night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I just need to clarify. I don't know all of the details of it, but it, it's like... It's a, it's another dark night of the soul to use the language of St. John of the cross. And he was also, mm -hmm. again, the one who defined the other nights um, earlier on in this. So it, it can be an unexpected trial. You know, there is going to be suffering and attacks and the same can be said 
in your homemaking life as well. The truth is you can do your absolute best pouring yourself out time and time again Mm -hmm. to keep your house tidy and clean, but life happens and losses happen. And for the homemaker who reaches the stage, these challenges though, don't break her because at this Mm. point though, she knows herself, her strengths, her weaknesses. And this is my favorite thing. I think she has an intimate relationship and understanding with her own house and how her house works. Mm. And she's confident and detached from the things that just don't serve an eternal purpose, right? She is, again, it's Mm. this moving away from temporal items and life and, and detaching from that. And now at this point, we talked about this new joy in the last stage, but at this point, her joy is unshakable, even in those darkest moments. Now, I can honestly say I've started to have a few glimpses of this in my life. I'm not there yet. I've got a ton of work to do, but I'm working at it, but I have tasted it and it is beautiful. And in this one truly is, again, to use the language that was used in the beginning is dissolved. And then is finally living for all of the quote, right things in the right order. Mm -hmm. I love that. And the language of this way, like, the resting, mm, the enjoying, mm, the dissolved mm. in, this intimacy you're talking about. Yeah. To me, like it evokes an image, and this is just from my own personal mind, my imagination, because mm-hmm. <laughs> still there, voice, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> of like um, the, the, we'll say the older women. Yes who are a generation or two ahead of me, who, when I go over, they seem to exude this. Yeah. Like there is no hurrying around. There's no harriedness yeah. or even a weariness. Um, I would say even, I do have a friend my own age too, a very close friend of mine. I was just commenting to my husband because we were at their house for dinner and she invited our family over for dinner mm-hmm. when they're, but they're in the middle of a massive renovation of their kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so they've moved every, all the appliances to their laundry room in the basement. Mm-hmm. And we ate there. Lovely. And even, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I actually love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I walked down there to their new setup of the dining area and everything. And I was like, your temporary kitchen is nicer than my current (laughs) kitchen (laughs) just the way she sets it up like that's what I mean to say like there is peace there is calm there is contentedness and gratitude to the way she moves in her space in her kitchen and I'm glad we're recording this episode because yes that is one example um of what I think we're trying to say here about this unitive way of just resting and enjoying this intimacy You're right. I love how you describe that. And so like in the spiritual life, very few people do reach the stage. And while I agree with you, I think we see it exemplified in older women. Um, But those women, Mm -hmm. they haven't merited it just because they've aged. They've merited it because they've worked on it. So it doesn't just come with age. Right. Um, And so I feel like it's even harder to reach if you don't have Mm -hmm. somebody to mentor you or to guide you. Like you really need to actively work towards this. Mm. Now in this stage, you are again, that word dissolved. I love this dissolved fully into your vocation. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And there's a total Mm. detachment from your own ego. You no longer blame anyone, I think for your own failures and shortcomings, and you have a great understanding of your own gifts. And for us Christians, we accept that our failures are our own and that our gifts are from God. Mm -hmm. And I know how controversial that can sound at first um, for a non-Christian. 
But if anyone unpacks that, even for just a few minutes, it's hard to deny how beneficial it would be for everyone to just accept their own shortcomings, no longer stewing in the past, carrying past hurts, thinking about how their mom cleaned, you know, as we were talking about earlier, letting all that go. We can Mm -hmm. even let go of what we thought our homemaking would be. And then we choose Mm -hmm. then to focus on goodness, strength, and virtue as we detach from the past and focus on the future. I'm loving everything you're saying about the unitive way. I just can't stop thinking. And it's because I'm reading a book about a mystic (laughs) saint, Saint Gemma Galgani, Uh (laughs) that has my mind in this mystic mind frame when we're talking about contemplation and intimacy with God and everything is that a lot of them did possess the the physical manifestation uh, of levitation, <laughs> like <laughs> like they floated. And so despite like, first of all, thinking how efficient could you be like zooming around your house? Like, <laughs> if your feet don't even have to touch the ground. But also too, that's immediately solves the problem of all those high, hard to reach corners mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. in your cathedral ceilings in your living room, right? So, <laughs> well, if there was ever a reason to try to hit the unit there's, of stage, that's, there's always a practical element to our faith, right? <laughs> but yeah, like on a more serious note, like just linking it to this understanding that we've been discussing this whole episode about cleaning and the unitive way. I think that that kind of floating feeling, as it were, though, Uh, you know, and the secular version of that would be like, uh, you're on cloud nine, right? You're just kind of feel high up in the air. Like this really does happen when we've reached that unitive way and unity with God and his purpose for your vocation and for your life and for the job at the moment, the duty of the moment, because you have detached from all the standards that you thought you needed to reach and like the oppression of comparing yourself with someone else. Like you really are in that restful enjoyment of what God is asking you to do in this moment. And it can make you feel like you're floating. That's right. And so this is the perfection we're talking about. And so I think it's again important. We're going to review what the Catholic encyclopedia at newadvent.org said about perfection and what their definition was, because I think it's really important to just focus on that. And that definition is minds so drawn away from all temporal things that they have great peace, not agitated by desire or moved by passions. And I want this and you Mm. want this. Mm -hmm. And we here at the modern lady podcast, we don't usually suggest what you should want, but we Mm -hmm. honestly believe that really this should be a goal for everyone. Can you even imagine if everyone on earth was able to detach from temporal things from everything that money can buy? If everyone could make decisions and be ruled by reason, prudence, and justice, and not be moved by their passions. Okay, so look, we are romantics. (laughs) We aren't (laughs) saying that we don't believe in love. But when we talk about the passions, we're talking about being dominated and ruled by our emotions. And whether we want to admit it or not, this does cause great agitation in our lives. The world isn't becoming any less stressful. And one look around shows us that most people are drowning under the weight of their own egos and their own passions have overrun their ability to think critically, fight back against the chaos with order. And we can promise you that you will find peace where you least expect it, perhaps in a well-organized closet. 
Okay, it's time for our What We're Loving This Week segment of the show. So, Lindsay, what have you been loving this week? Well, I was pretty vocal on social media a couple weeks ago about how we finally canceled Netflix, and mm. I wanted to share with you that we signed up for BritBox, which, okay, you already oh knew, gosh. but yes, <laughs> I'll share it with everyone That's else. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think I told you immediately that we got yeah. BritBox. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so from our beloved Lucy Worsley to Nigella Lawson with countless, and I mean countless, Judy Dench movies. <laughs> My family There's a trifecta right yes, there. Yes. <laughs> My family has a lot to watch now that these evenings are growing cooler. And you know, of course it's inevitable that there will be some shows on there that don't align with our values. I just truly feel that there is a lot more on there that we can watch as a family. And Michelle, mm. you know how I feel about a good family friendly murder show. <laughs> and yes. There's a lot more of those in England. Yeah, the British certainly have that market cornered. They yeah. sure do. <laughs> and then, you know, I had to lay around and then rest a lot over the last week. And so I spent my days watching Cranford, which I know you oh, love. Yes, and I do. Which I can recommend. Yeah. And Nonstop Antiques Roadshow, which my children now role play. <laughs> They play Antiques Roadshow <laughs> with items oh, from our house. Funny. So BritBox all the way. Um, I think we are going to get Acorn too. We can possibly talk about that in a future episode, but I'm a big mm -hmm. fan of BritBox already. Oh my gosh. That's great because they've been trying to get me to sign up for years. <laughs> of course so they this have. is the personal testimony I need. Um, <laughs> and if you like Cranford, mm -hmm. I wonder if they have the other Elizabeth Gaskell um, adaptations on there too. Which that one? Like, I what's another really one? Enjoyed. Um, another one is North and South. Oh, I love North and South. Oh, okay. I've yeah, it's one, one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And the other one is Wives and Daughters. Oh, I don't know that one. I've seen that one. No. Yeah. So also, it's been a couple of years since I've watched it, but I remember really, really enjoying that one too. Possibly on par with North and South. Ooh. So okay. if you liked Cranford, yeah, mm -hmm. look up the other ones. Awesome. So what have you been loving this week? So I can finally talk about a book that I finished a few weeks ago, but I still think about it from time to time. I just had to talk about Go Clean Co. first mm -hmm. on Instagram. Priorities. Mm -hmm. um, so this book, it's What Alice Forgot by mm. Leanne Moriarty. So it follows the story of Alice. She's a 40-year-old woman who wakes up after fainting at a spin class and bumping her head and realizes that the last 10 years of her life are just gone from her memory mm. and that she's realizing her life it looks dramatically differently than what she remembers. And so the book follows her process of trying to reconcile who she knows she is with who she has apparently become mm -hmm. in this last decade. And I really loved it because it was refreshing to read about a character who has to grow to understand that things aren't pretty or good and that some things some of the things that she has done has negatively impacted the people around her but that she's determined to fight really really hard to save those things and to redeem them like she fights for her marriage she's fighting for her family even though she doesn't exactly know what went wrong in the first place so I found it really easy to root for Alice, and mm. I like that in the story. Now, I will say I was starting to get a little bit nervous nearing the end that I wasn't going to get an ending that I was happy with. But at the end of the day, without giving away too much, I I was content with how things were summed up. So I think it's a, it's a safe read if you can't handle anything too jarring right now, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. It was good. What Alice Forgot by Leanne Moriarty. 
Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. If you want to get in touch and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com or leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram at The Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram at mmsachs. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on Instagram at lindsayhomemaker. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next time.